Welcome to Listen to Me, a multi-voiced exploration of the city with 21 guests sharing their personal experiences of Milan's contemporary art, architecture, design, music, fashion, and literature. We explore each theme in four episodes. Even today, I can still see Chet Baker at Capolinea Bar, sitting at exactly the same distance you are from me now. In his final years, he was practically always in his slippers, his pajamas. He had an attentive wife. I think she was his wife. Anyway, someone who was basically halfway between a manager and a caretaker, someone who helped him. You could clearly feel this air of desperation. The sense of mal de vivre around him, which he translated into the most wonderful music. He sang almost blue in a faint, frail voice. It was basically the demonstration that using the voice isn't just about flexing your face, muscles. It's something much more than that. Milanese singer-songwriter Enrico Ruggeri's moving memory takes us back to the era of the great Milanese jazz venues. In fact, the Capolinea Bar and Le Chimie nightclub were two historic places in the Navigli Canal area, where Italian jazz artists played alongside international heavyweights, like Miles Davis and Pat Metheny. They were a symbol of the Navigli district, which we explore in the episodes about literature in Milan a neighborhood that probably had its heyday in the 60s and 70s, an era of colorful characters and lots of music, as Enrico Ruggeri explains. There was a transgender woman called Gardenia, named after the flower. I was 30 and she was 60, so I can imagine what an adventurous life she'd had. I always used to see her in that place on the Navigli canals. I can't remember the name right now, but it wasn't far from Capolinea. At the end of those canals, uh, there were lots of great restaurants where someone would go around the tables singing Milanese songs. They were pivotal places, also because it was a period in which Milan had very specific, clearly identifiable neighborhoods. Today, the title of Milan Jazz Quarter has been taken by the Isola district, north of the city centre. It was a former blue-collar neighbourhood, which, despite its vicinity to the skyscrapers in the Garibaldi district, has still maintained its own unique character. Its narrow streets are full of many small boutiques, restaurants and cultural centres, and it has a dynamism that has made it one of the most vibrant and popular districts in Milan. Here, in Via Borsieri is Blue Note Milano, one of the most famous jazz clubs in the city. Managed under the artistic direction of Nick the Nightfly, the mellow voice of Radio Monte Carlo, Blue Note is an intimate club restaurant with a sophisticated international program, despite the venue's size. Jazz singer Petra Magoni, who has played many concerts there, talks about her experience. Obviously, Blue Note was purposely created for live music, a very specific type of music, so it's a place where you can't go wrong. We already know that our performance will be helped by the place itself. It's a large, well, more of a medium-sized venue, 
but it still has this intimacy, this closeness to the audience who are right underneath you, which gives it a more friendly dimension. It's not the same as a theatre. I do really love performing in theatres, but I think they're two different things that bring out an artist's mode of expression in a different way. Well, for the artist on stage anyway. The public might not notice it as much, but we can feel the difference. Also, I have to say, the sort of audience who comes to Blue Note is obviously a public that wants to listen to a certain type of music. They're usually not just there by chance. They have a certain predisposition to a different form of listening, maybe a different culture, a more culturally prepared background compared to different situations. Blue Note may well be the most famous jazz club of the Isola area, but it's not the only one. The multitude of bars, small alternative theatres and cultural centres makes this quarter particularly open to musical contamination and experimentation, the ideal neighbourhood to spend a different kind of evening. The Isola district is close to the stop Isola on the Purple Metro Line M5. And sometimes you can find jazz in the most unexpected corners of the city, even at a swimming pool, adds Petra Magoni. The Bagni Misteriosi, the mysterious swimming baths, is an incredible place. I'd been to Franco Parenti Theatre before, but I had never looked outside, you see. So when I played there with Ferruccio, it was a really beautiful concert because the audience was really big, but also really close. We were basically in the foyer. That was an amazing concert. Whereas with Fresu, we were playing on a stage right in front of the pool with some of the audience sitting on chairs on a floating platform. That's a really incredible place to have right in the city centre. This really well-maintained pool with all these plants. That garden is a truly hidden gem. I don't even think many Milanese people know about it. The pool that Petra Magoni is talking about is the Bagni Misteriosi swimming baths at the Franco Parenti Theatre. It's an unexpected venue, which in the warmer seasons becomes the ideal place for an evening aperitif and music but also a post-theatre drink after watching one of the many shows and cultural events held at Franco Parenti, one of the city's historic theatre companies. The Teatro Franco Parenti Bagni Misteriosi Swimming Baths is just a few minutes' walk from the stop Porta Romana on the yellow metro line M3. This episode brings us to the end of our music journey in Milan, But don't miss the other itineraries on contemporary art, architecture, fashion, design and literature. To listen to the next episodes, follow us on your favourite podcast platforms or visit www.casemuseo.it where you can also buy the Casa Museo card to visit the Pol di Pezzoli Museum, the Bagatti Valsecchi Museum and Villa Necchi Campiglio at a discount price. The Boschi di Stefano House Museum is free to visit. <laughs>